this morning's sermon is going to be concerning the, uh, we've been on the subject lately, the topic of renewing the mind and getting our mind right. And uh, this morning before I start, my wife has an illustration and something she'd like to say. So uh, let's give her a hand as she speaks. talking on the mind and renewing our mind for a few weeks now, I guess. But, um, and as uh, most of y'all in here know that that's been a process for, well, I can just say all my life, really, with dealing with thoughts and mind and things like that. But thank God it's, it's um, I mean, it's, it's a lot better. I'm 100% better, I would say. Amen. Thank God. Um, but anyway, I, and y'all know how I am about, excuse me, but how I am about when I watch movies, I get, it's like the Holy Spirit speaks through movies to me. And years ago, uh, it was in 17 as a matter of fact, because I went back and checked after, after this all happened. I went back and checked. But how many of y'all in here have seen the Transformers? Has anybody yeah. seen it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So... For those of y'all that haven't, I'm sorry, you may not understand the whole story. Anyway, but the Transformers, um, Josh Wood would watch it, and so I would sit there and watch it, you know, with him. And my favorite person, of course, is Optimus Prime because that's, he's the good one. But anyway, years ago, it was just like, I, I don't know what, how I got this, but it was just like the Lord showed me, you know, we, we are in Christ. But Optimus Prime, you know, is the biggest... He's, the, he's just the greatest uh, in, in the movie. And it was just like the Lord showed me an illustration of just basically putting my feet in his feet, you know, just stepping in, arms in, help, you know, face mask down. And it was an illustration of being in Christ, being in him, being in the greatest, the greatest one. And so it was just, it was just so neat. But at the beginning, you know, when they are just, you know, if you've seen the movie, when you first look at them, they're just an ordinary car or they're an ordinary truck or whatever. Optimus is a big truck. But anyway, so when you first look at that, it just looks ordinary. But Optimus' word says there is more than meets the eye. There's more than meets the eye. I may look like this car, an ordinary car, and I may look like this semi, but there's more in me than meets the eye. Yeah. Amen. There's something on the inside of me. Right. There's something unique on the inside of me that you may not can't see right now, but just in a little while, when it when it needs to come forth, That's it will come right. forth. Right. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So when the Lord gives you something, know it says that though the vision tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. So it's coming. It's coming. And if God's put things in your heart and in your life, there is more than meets the eye to what's going on right Amen. now in your life. Amen. It doesn't matter. Amen. It may look like, you know, Abraham, when he walked around and said, my name is Abraham, people probably looked at him like he was crazy because he was not the father of multitudes and of many nations at that time. But when people would say, what is your name? He said, Abraham. And I'm sure he said it boldly because he had a covenant. And when God said, it reminded me when you were talking a while ago, 
Because God said to Abraham, He said, Well, I'll swear by myself because there's nobody greater than me. Amen. Right. Amen. Yeah, that's right. So that's what God says. I'll, I'll just swear by myself because there is, I'll, He looked around, there's, yeah. there ain't nothing or nobody greater than me. That's Amen. right. So I'll take it all on myself. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So anyway, there's more to meet the eye. When Abraham began to say, I am Abraham, he, he might have could have said, I may look like an old man on the outside and my, my wife may look like an old woman, but there is more than meets the eye. And you just hold on and you wait for a minute because you're going to see the more than meets the eye. You're going to begin to see it come forth and to see it manifest what God has put on the inside of us. The mystery has been revealed. Amen? Amen. The mystery has been revealed. But several months ago, I got the word I was praying and the word transformed came up I mentioned this a while back <clears throat> transformed and that word if you'll pop it up it means to make a thorough and dramatic change in form appearance and my favorite part of this is in character we make a dramatic change when we have Christ in us That's right. there is a dramatic change Amen. Just like the butterfly, you know, we've talked about that, you know, in these past few weeks. Just like the, the caterpillar. When you look at that, it's not something you just want to look at and say, oh, that's the prettiest thing I've ever seen. But that caterpillar is waiting on the appointed time. That's right. Because he said there's more than meets the eye. That's right. Amen. Just keep on looking because in a little while I'm going to transform and I'm going to come into that beautiful butterfly that I was called Amen. to be. Yes. So transform. There's more than meets the eye. In 2 Corinthians 4.18. Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to use glasses. Um, we had put all these up on the beginning, but the computer was having some malfunctions. Anyway, in 2 Corinthians 4.18, it says here, While we do not look at the things that are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. That's right. So let me tell you, if you can see it, it's going to pass away. That's right. That's right. That's right. It's going to pass away. But we put our hope in the things that are not seen. That's right. What we can't see with these natural eyes. We put our hope in, I may not look that great on the outside. I may look sick on the outside. I may look feeble on the outside. I may be coming against some thoughts, and I may be being attacked by some things. I told somebody the other day, your faith may be under attack, but it is still intact. Amen. Amen. So Amen. sometimes our faith may get under attack, but let me tell you, we can stand because the Lord stands with us and yeah, strengthens us. Right. Yeah. So we can stand knowing that my faith may be under attack, but let me tell you, I'm still intact. Amen. I'm still here yeah, because man. the greater one is on the inside Amen. of me. Greater is he who is on the inside of me than all these things that are coming against me. I stand intact and I stand with Christ on my side. Amen. Amen. In in him. In him. Yeah. Amen. So greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Yeah. Colossians 1 27. Okay. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, Christ in us. It says um, to them God will to make known what are the riches of the glory 
of the mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, yes. the hope of, of glory. glory. Amen. Do y'all get that? Yes. <laughs> Christ is in you. That's right. Yes. The hope of glory. Yes. yes. I mean, that they couldn't tell us anything better was in us, but Christ in me, the yes. hope of glory. That's right. He lives in me. Yes. He's in me. Amen. So that's, I mean, it's just, oh my goodness, when you think about it, that's who we are. That's who we really are. And that's how we have to, we've got to, to realize that when things come against us, and, you know, sometimes people think, well, y'all pastor, and your life is wonderful, and you don't ever come up under attack, and you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what my home life is like. You don't know what my children did. You don't know what the banker says. You don't know what the doctor has told me. But we come under attack just like y'all do. Amen. That's right. We're not, we're not exempt from Amen. it. That's Amen. Right. Amen. So we come up under attack just like y'all do. But we all are called to realize who we are in Christ. Christ in us, the hope of glory. And that comes by renewing our minds. Our minds have to be renewed by the Word of God. Because if our minds are not renewed, there's nothing in this Word right here that you're going to get out if you don't know what's in there. That's right. That's right. Amen. If you don't know what's in there, you are never going to walk victoriously. That's right. You're never going to know that by Jesus' stripes you're healed. That's right. You're never going to know that it may not look good right now, but I'm not looking at that. I'm looking unto Jesus who is the author and the finisher of my faith. Right. I choose to turn away from what it looks like, what it feels like, and I'm looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. That's right. And in Hebrews chapter 11, 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things we hope for, the evidence of things that we do not see. The evidence of things we do not see. So it's the substance of our things that are hoped for because there's more in us than meets the eye. That's right. Even if everything's going good right at this moment, there's still more in you than meets the eye. Amen. That's right. There's Amen. still greater Amen. things on the inside of you that God has stored Amen. up for you. That's and right. you may look a certain way, but when we are transformed by the renewing of our minds, there's, it opens up a whole new revelation of who God is and who God is in me. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Who He is in me. Amen. So, Catherine Kuhlman said, stop believing what you see and begin to see what you believe. Amen. Stop believing what you see and begin to see what you are believing for. <laughs> because the enemy wants us to always look at what's right here in front of us, what's right here in front of me. This is bigger. You know, he wants us to get the image of, well, well this problem is bigger than this, than the right. Word of God. Right, so. Than the Word of God. But begin to get the Word of God out of your mouth. Yes. Get it into your spirit That's and right. get it out of your mouth. That's right. Because yes. I think it says, maybe it's in Hebrews where it says the Word of God is, is active and it is powerful and it is alive right. and it is sharper than any two-edged sword. Right. When we put the Word of God in us and we begin to speak it out of our mouth, it is sharper than any two-edged sword. Yes. So as we, we've got to declare it and speak it out of our mouth. Yes. So I wanted to read this part Good too. Word. Good word. All that I have seen teaches me to trust God for all that I have not seen. So it teaches me all that I've already seen God do. And I'm telling you, there can't be a person in this room 
And if, and if there is, I don't know. But there can't be a person in this room that can't say, I have seen God move. Yeah. I have seen Amen. the hand of God on my life. That's right. More than once. If you begin to write them down, I, you couldn't even write them down. The things that God has done for you. Right. So many things that God's done. I had a person tell me one time he was kind of grumpy and grumpy and talking about the Lord or something. He said, well, he ain't never done nothing for me. And I looked at him and I said, are you breathing? Then he's done something for you. Amen. Amen. If you're breathing, he's kept you alive. That's right. That's right. And I said, that's so ungrateful. Yeah. That you would say, he ain't never done nothing for me. We know that God has done awesome and amazing things for us. Always. He's always faithful. Even when we don't, even, I love the part. I said, I can't wait till I get to heaven. And I'm going to say, God, show me the things that I didn't even see that you kept me from. I want to see them. I know the things. I've seen the things that you've kept me from. But I want to see those things that you, that you kept me from that I didn't even see it coming. That I didn't Amen. even know it. All the times you protected me. All the times you've kept my children. All the times you've done this or done that. That's going to be the, the just the most awesome thing. We want to sit there forever and just watch the things over and over and over. That's right. Amen. That's what God did. Good word. So it says, faith comprehends as a fact what cannot be experienced by the five physical senses. It comprehends as a fact. Because we are transformed. We know by the renewing of our mind and knowing that there is more than meets the eye. More than meets the eye on the inside of every person in this room. I don't care how... how God has used you or used all of us in the past. There's still more than meets the eye. We're still breathing and we still have work to be done. Yeah. You know, in an old age, we're still going to be declaring, God, you are so good. And you've been so faithful to me. Look at all the things that you brought me through. You are so good and you are so faithful. Proverbs 23, 7. For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. If you think that you are defeated, you are. You are. If you think you're never going to come out of this situation and it consumes you, you won't. That's right. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Yeah. So when we begin to look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, and knowing that it is Him on the inside of us that gets us through. He always causes me to triumph That's in right. Christ Hallelujah. Jesus. Yeah. I am Amen. never defeated. Right. I'm never defeated. That's right. Amen. Amen. We are never defeated. We're not going down. That's right. We're going over or we're going however. Yeah. But we're not going down. Yeah. So as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And I was reminded of in the Lion King when Simba had begun to listen to all the lies of Scar, his uncle. That's right. Yep. You did this and you did that. Who do you think you are to deserve the kingdom? Who are you? Who are you, Simba? But then Simba's dad said, Simba, remember who you are. Remember who you are. Have we forgotten who we are? 
Yeah. That's right. So have we forgotten who we are? That's right. The things that God's called us to do, have we forgot? Yeah. Remember who you are. Yeah. Because there's more on the inside of you than meets the eye. That's right. Amen. There's more on the inside of you than meets the eye. That's right. Amen. So remember who you are. Pick it back up and say, Lord, I remember when you told me to do that. You know, I didn't do it. I didn't really feel called to do it. I didn't really feel like I was equipped enough or I was able of a knife. Or maybe I didn't even think I was worthy enough. Mm -hmm. But remember who you are. There is more on the inside of every one of us in this room than meets the eye. Enough on the inside of us to change this entire world. There's more than meets the eye. Amen. 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 Give a little hand clap. crazy little movie stories. You can tell I watch some kid movies in the past. Hey, that was powerful. Yeah. I'll tell you what, you eat good today. The sheep are eating good today. Amen. Amen. This ain't no little bitty uh, happy meal. This is full course meal. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Uh, me and Sophie, we're working together. Uh, and what she shared with you, I hope you were taking notes or uh, you'll be able to watch this on YouTube or sermon audio. And, and Vince, I have to tell you all the rest of them. We got four or five media outlets that Brother Vince has put us on. And we, what we're trying to do is be a blessing not only to the people that are here in person, but to those people that are not here, that are across the world. And uh, we're ministering to people in Thailand, Cambodia, Myanmar, Kenya, Uganda. And uh, I think we even have one maybe in Greenland that's watched our sermons. So we got people that we're feeding way beyond what you see. And I just love what Sophie just said. There's more than meets the eye. Wow. Praise the Lord. We can just get the revelation of who we are in Christ Jesus. Man, I tell you, we'd be so much more victorious than we are today. Uh, I want to uh, start off with Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And Sophie talked about it, the transformation. I'm going in a little bit of a different direction, but this is like our foundational scripture. So... I want to read it. For those of you that haven't been here, I want you to see what the Lord is saying in, Re in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and verse 2. And it says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, talking to us, the children of God, those that are born again, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove 
What is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? Hallelujah. So, we need to have a transformation, church. We need to have a transformation. And there's only one way for us to have a transformation. And to look like Christ. And to walk like Christ. And to act like Christ. If we have to renew our minds. When we get born again, our, our spirit man is, is born again. It's, it's uh, renewed. It's in the image of God. Our spirit man is not the problem we're having a problem with. But the spirit has to manifest itself. It has to go through the mind. The mind. The mind is the control center of the body. So the spirit and the mind need to be intertwined. They need to be in unity. And the only way to get your mind in unity with the spirit of God and the mind of God is to know the will of God. And the will of God is, is the word of God. Amen. It is the Word of God. So you'll never be able to know what is the will of God unless you renew your mind to the Word of God. And when you know the Word of God, hallelujah, then the devil can't play all these tricks on you. Because when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. Amen? So we've got to get to know the truth. We've got to have an intimate relationship with God Almighty. And when we get into the Word of God, Hallelujah, we are with God. For the Word and God are inseparable. They are one. Amen? Amen. I was uh, speaking this morning with my son Joshua. He's a, he's a golfer. He likes to play golf. And we got to talking about the golf swing a little bit. And I got to thinking about the pros. They say that the pros are so good because they their swing... Uh, begin to line up with their mind. They call it muscle memory. Yeah. Muscle memory. So after you do something so long for so many times, it just becomes natural for the body. Yeah. That when you take it back, your weight goes back and everything, and you, you, you get your swing where you want it, then you begin to move your weight. All that is not easy until you form that muscle memory. Yeah. And after you form that muscle memory, everything begins to just line up. Everything is on time. And everything, the golf shop begins to go off on a more regular basis than usual. It's all because you've done it for so long, so often, that it becomes muscle memory. And that's what we need in the, in the body of Christ. We need to get into God's Word so much, for so long, hallelujah, that we begin to take on the thoughts of God. That's right. And if we take on the thoughts of God, then we can begin to act like Christ wants us to act. Amen. 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 If you don't change the way you're thinking, you will not change the way you're acting. You will always be acting like the old man. But to get transformed and to be that new person who you are in Christ, you got to know, you got to take on the mind of Christ, the Bible says. The Bible said we got to take on the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. The only way to get the mind of Christ is, hallelujah, you've got to get born again to have the Spirit of God inside of you. And then you get the Word of God inside your mind and renew your mind. And then you're not conformed to the world, but you're transformed, hallelujah, into what God wants you to be That's as right. you renew your mind. Amen. But if Amen. we don't renew our mind, Hallelujah. We're going, to be, we're going to be a carnal Christian. Yeah. Now, renewing your mind has nothing to do with your salvation. Yeah. 
Your salvation is intact. Whenever you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you're washed in the blood of the Lamb, His Holy Spirit comes to live inside of you and your, your spirit, which was dead, yeah. becomes alive unto God Amen. and it is a new creation. Hallelujah. That's and it's, right. it, it's in perfect condition yeah. and in shape with Almighty God. Amen. There's nothing wrong with your born again spirit. But the problem that we have of following out the details and the assignment and the will of God and work on our character is because our mind is unrenewed. Our mind tells us something different than what our spirit is saying. Our spirit always aligns with the Father That's and right. the Son and the Holy Spirit. But this up here, if it's unrenewed, it will never line up with, with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. You've got to renew this. You've got to begin to take on the thoughts of the Lord. That's the right. Bible says in, in Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 8, Isaiah 55 and verse 8 says that God says, My ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are not your thoughts. Hallelujah. So when we, get, when we come to God, our thoughts are not His thoughts. Hallelujah. But our spirit man is saved. My salvation is intact. I'm on my way to heaven, but if I'm going to have a problem, hallelujah, it's going to be with my way of thinking. That's right. You ever remember them old songs sang by Frank Sinatra and, I, and later sung by Elvis Presley? And they, were good, that was, it, they made a lot of money off of them. And he said, I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. Well, your way is the wrong way. That's right. But God's way is the right way. But the only way to know God's way is I got to renew my mind. Mm -hmm. And can't nobody do it for you. Amen. I can't do it for you. You can't do it for me. Hallelujah. You got to put the, the time in. Yep. Renewing the mind is not something that's done instantaneously like your spirit man when you accepted the Lord. Amen. The day that you repented and believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, your spirit man, well, hallelujah, what became a new creation. It was a miracle. Amen. Amen. I'm looking at a lot of miracles here today. Amen. But hallelujah. But the mind is not like that. It is a process. To renew your mind, it's a process. It's a journey. It takes time. It takes energy. It takes, you got to be diligent about it. And if you don't, hallelujah, can't nobody do it for you. You'll be saved on your way to heaven. Hallelujah. But you'll probably experience more defeat than you did victory. Because you didn't know, never renewed your mind. Amen. Amen. We got to get smarter, church. You would say that a foolish man would be a man that kept falling in the same old pit. Somebody pulled him out, and next next day you came by, he's in the same old pit. Mm -hmm. You pull him out again, you go back, he's in the same old trap, same old pit, day after day. You think he would finally get smarter yeah. and say, there's a pit here, yeah. and if I keep traveling on this same old path, I'm going to fall in it, be in it, just like I was yesterday. That's right. The children of Israel wandered about for 40 years. Hallelujah. <laughs> and, and, and they never got anywhere because they were just wanderers. Well, people in the body of Christ have a wandering mind. Yeah. They have a wandering mind. The problem that we have right now, not only did they have it, in the book of Numbers and Deuteronomy with the children of Israel, we really have a mass production of it today of wonders. Mm -hmm. 
We can't make fun of them for wandering around in the desert for 40 years when we've been wandering around yeah. for 20-something yeah. years yeah. or more. Preach it. Amen. Amen. But we'll look at them and say, how could they be so dumb? To wander around and come to the same place over and over and say, haven't we been here before? Uh -huh. How do you think you got here before? You're not, you're going in a circle. You got to stop every now and then, look, and, and, and decide, hey, wait just a minute. I've been here before, I need to change directions. Well, we got a lot of wonders. The reason I say that, today in our generation, we got people that can't concentrate. Yeah, yeah. Wonders are people that cannot stay focused. Yeah. They can't stay concentrated on nothing very long. Yeah. I mean, you try to set them down, say, do this. Okay, you show them how to do it. You come back, you go away, you come back. They over there doing something else. They can't stay put. They can't focus on what they should be, their assignment is. Yeah. And we got so many people today that just wander in their thought life. They let their mind do anything that it pleases, yeah. anytime that they want, and they're never able to focus. Yeah. We, ha we have a diagnosis by the medical profession today. I think it's called ADD. Yeah. Anybody ever heard of it? Yeah. Yeah. Anybody ever heard of it? Yeah, amen. If you got a child, about 50% of them are going to be diagnosed with ADD. I don't know if that's the right prognosis. All I know is there's a lot of children in school saying they can't learn because in the teacher, a natural teacher, is gonna say they got a a, a, a de deficiency in attention. They can't stay focused. And then the mama and daddy takes them to the doctor. Doctor said, yeah, that little boy there might have a problem. And we're gonna put him on some medicine that'll help him stay focused. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that may be a, the case every now and then. But parents, listen to me. We got to do a, good, a, a very diligent job of raising these kids and helping them learn to concentrate and to stay focused on a task at hand. When their minds want to wonder, you say, you, you can help them get their mind back on track. Okay? There's a, uh, a verse in Ecclesiastes chapter 5 mm -hmm. and verse 1. And it says, and I'm, I'm going to read from the first, first part of it. Mm -hmm. It says, keep your foot when you enter into the sanctuary. That keep your foot has a meaning. Yeah. Keep your foot. It means don't lose your balance. And don't get off track. Don't get off track and don't lose balance. You know, they were years ago there was a man that was on national TV. Y'all, some of y'all might remember, he was gonna cross the Grand Canyon on a tightrope. Mm -hmm. And he had this long beam, they call it a balance beam. And this is how their hands are, one's like this, one's like that. I think. Anyhow, that day that he was supposed to cross the Grand Canyon, there was a great gust of wind that came across that area. Great gust of wind. And they asked him, do you want to cancel this? Because he didn't have a safety net. He's thousands and thousands and thousands of feet above 
the earth. He's tightroping from one cliff to the other cliff. And so national TV, the wind is going. He's fixing a tightrope. Tightrope means, y'all know what tightrope is, right? Yes. I watched it. I never seen that man look up and say, man, it's a beautiful day out here. Look at all these cameras. He didn't get distracted. He had an assignment. It was very important that he stayed focused. He kept his foot. He, did, he kept his balance. He didn't uh, forget about what was going on. He was walking the top the tightrope. And he walked it that day. In the midst of all the wind, I was thinking, I was telling Sophie, man, I'm telling you what, they want nobody to talk me into that. I wouldn't do that for nobody, no money, no nothing. I'm telling you, not with that wind like that. I mean, I mean, and he, he walked it. He walked it. He got to the other side. He stayed focused. And when he got to the other side and laid it down and, and they began to interview him, they said, We've seen your lips moving. The whole time you were walking that tightrope, what were you saying? Were you talking to yourself? What were you saying? What was your mind on? You know what he said? Bless me. He said, I was praying in the Spirit. Mm -hmm. I was praying in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He said, I was praying in an unknown tongue. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 14, I think it's around verse 13 or 14, that when, you're, when you pray in the Spirit in an unknown tongue, that your mind is unfruitful, yeah. but your spirit prayeth. Yeah. Your spirit man from here, hallelujah. The Bible says your mind is unfruitful. He said, I don't need my mind in action today. I'm going to shut it down. I'm going to pray in the spirit and walk in the spirit. I'm going to stay uh, balanced. Yeah. And man, the Holy Ghost helped him get across that thing. And he did it, hallelujah, by bypassing the mind. You know why you need to bypass your mind in the day of adversity? Yeah. Because your mind will tell you all kind of lies. That's right. Amen. Devil will work through circumstances. Uh -huh. He'll work through the wind and the waves. He'll work through things that you can see. That's why you got to shut it down and not listen to the lies of the devil because he works through he'll, he'll create adversity uh -huh. by using circumstances from the outside to get to you and to mess your mind up and next thing you know you'll say I can't do that I'll never be able to succeed I'll never be able to do what he did in Christ Jesus I'm just not made like that the devil is a liar and he works through stuff you gotta be on your toes when you're dealing with the devil and you will never be able to defeat him unless you have a renewed mind amen the devil can't stop you from going to heaven but he can stop you from walking in victory if you don't renew your mind. That's right. Amen. 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 Uh, where I was going with that? Y'all hold on with me. Oh, I can imagine. Can any of y'all sometimes imagine what the devil would say? If you if you walk in the spirit long enough, you'll get to know not only God's voice. But you'll also be able to 
uh, uh, pick up on the counterfeit voice. That's right. Amen? That's right. You got to be pick it up because you identify it as a lie. Yeah. The Bible said the devil is the father of all lies. That's right. How do you know when the devil's lying? Move his lips. Every time he's moving his lips. That's right. Every time he moves his lips, he tell he's getting ready to lie. But it ain't no big bald face lie. It ain't no big fat lie. It's a little lie mixed and mingled with some truth. Yes. And if you don't know the whole truth, you might take a bite on mixed truth. Yes. Amen? Amen? So I can imagine the guy that's going to walk the tightrope. And before he starts, man, and he comes under an assault. Oh, yeah. The devil always is good about showing up. Mm -hmm. When God's going to get the glory, he's good about showing up. Whenever you decide, I'm going to take a step of faith. That's when the devil said, he'll assign some demon to you. Mm -hmm. You got to get to their mind. You got to talk them out of this. How are you going to talk them out of it? You got to plant a seed. A seed of thought. And you got to get them to buy into it. And once they buy into it, hallelujah, we got them tricked. We'll get them off course. They'll lose balance. They'll get off track. We just got to get them, get them to believe it's a lie right here. So I can imagine that man with the balance beam in his hand, and he's, he's thinking that, 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 that everybody's going to know, are you going to do it today? Are you going to do it today? You probably shouldn't do this, you know, because you know the devil speaks through people. He don't just get up on your shoulder and you hear an invisible voice. No, you all, the devil also gets people to speak. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You got to watch out for them too. And listen, a lot of people the devil speaks to don't even realize the devil just used them. Yeah. Uh-huh. You think the devil, you, you think Joe's wife realized the devil was speaking through her? No. Uh -huh. Whenever she stepped out there and told Joe, why don't you just curse God and die? Mm -hmm. Do you know that was the devil is what he told God? He said, if you'll take his stuff, he'll curse God and die. And then when all the stuff was taken, here she comes out. Uh-huh. If you'll just curse God, Joe, uh -huh. and die. Well, Wow. The <laughs> devil just used the person you thought you were supposed to be supposed to be your helpmate. Mm -hmm. That's right. Woo! Wow. Yeah, the devil speaks to church people. Oh yeah. And the church said and the pastor said, we're gonna build a church. It's gonna cost a million dollars. <laughs> Listen, we ain't got no money. Yeah. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> but we still gonna build a church. Yeah. We need one, y'all. Anybody got a million dollar check? Go ahead and cut it. <laughs> They're gonna put a highway out here before long. And I'd rather have a new I'd rather have a new house for y'all. So if you got a million bucks, give it to Jesus. Amen. <laughs> don't let the devil get into your mind. Say, don't write that check. When Jesus said, write the check, go ahead and write the check. That's right. Amen. 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 Praise God. I can imagine the results of a million dollar check given to God. Can you imagine the, the harvest coming off of a million dollars? Oh yeah. You know what the harvest is of a ten dollar offer? Mm. Hallelujah. 30, 60, 100 fold. You give a million dollar man, the Lord gonna bless you, bless your socks off. Woo! Anyhow. Uh, the thoughts of the man on the tightrope. He's here. The media saying you shouldn't do it. Everybody else saying you probably should wait. You shouldn't do that. And he said, by faith, I'm going across here today. Win or no win, I'm ready for this. I got my mind focused. Hallelujah. 
I'm, I, I know how to do this. I'm going to do this with Jesus. I'm going to walk. I'm going to talk mm -hmm. to the Lord the whole time. Mm -hmm. I ain't going to worry about the wind or the waves or nothing going on. I'm just going to stay focused on this little line right here. Yep. This little rope right here in my feet. And I'm going to do what I know how to do. That's I'm right. going to do it. I'm going to do it. But the devil said, man, if you go out there, you ain't coming back. Yeah. You go out there, you ain't coming back. Uh-huh. You're going to die today if you try this. Don't you see that wind? You a fool if you try this. The devil said, don't do it. Don't do it. You know, he's always trying to say, he's always trying to, when the devil speaks, he's always creating fear. That's right. Anytime you have to make a decision. Think about this, church. Anytime you've got to make a decision, don't ever make your decision based off of fear. That's right. That's right. You know how many people could be successful businessmen or women today if they would have did what God told them to do? He gave them an idea, and then the devil said, you don't have enough money. You, If you put your retirement into this business, you're going to lose your retirement and everything else. Mm -hmm. And then you make a decision based on losing. Yeah. Based on fear that came from the enemy to steal your dreams. Yeah. To steal your destiny. Uh huh. To stop you from being a blessing to the kingdom of God. Yeah. Don't ever make no decision based off of fear. Amen. When God speaks, it creates peace. He's the author of peace. Jesus gave us his peace. Amen. But I tell you what, so many people make decisions do and don't because of fear. When the devil tells you not to do something and you know it's him, that's when you got to step out and go anyhow. Yeah. Sophie told, testified the other night when she had that fear upon her that the devil wanted to isolate her. Yeah. He wanted to put her up and get her housebound, stuck in a room, in a dark room, all by herself, and then he can bombard your mind. Isolation is always from the devil. And when you get isolated, it's better to go find you a job, get busy, because, the not the Bible, but there's an old saying, an idle mind is the devil's workshop. Yeah, uh-huh. Whenever you come under a mental attack and you sit around the house and you twiddling your thumb and just in one place, dark room, walk around the house and them, them, them thoughts just boom, 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 isolated. Isolated. The devil said, you can't go to the grocery store. Yeah. Why? You know how many people don't go to the grocery store now? Because they might get COVID. Yeah. COVID's out there. Don't leave the house. Yeah. Don't leave the house. Stay isolated. And then when you get isolated, the devil comes. Uh-huh. The devil say, don't go to the grocery store, Stacy. You might get COVID. I said, I'm going to the grocery store. <laughs> Sophie? But Sophie said she had to make herself do opposite of what she was hearing in her mind. Mm -hmm. The devil trying to steal her victory. And he'll try to steal your victory by getting you isolated. You've got to go anyhow. You go by faith. Yeah. The devil said, when he gets you isolated, hey, don't go to church. Mm -hmm. You know you need to go to church. The spirit man said, I need to get up. Yeah. 
I'm being bombarded. I'm under attack. I need to go hear me a word today. I need to get the pastor to pray for me. I need to get the church people to pray for me. And the devil said, don't go to church. Mm -hmm. Don't go to church. Sleep in. Don't go to church. There's a bunch of hypocrites down there. Uh -huh. Don't go to church. They'll tell you business down there. Don't go to church. Don't go to church. You ain't got no, you ain't got no, no, no offering to put in the, in, in the, in, in the tithes and offers. Don't go to church. You ain't got enough clothes. You ain't dressed well enough. Don't go to church. Them people, when you come in, they're going to criticize you. They're going to judge you. Yeah. I know people that feel like they were judged by the church and it wasn't nothing but an attack of the enemy. Yeah. Wasn't nobody in the church against them. Yeah. Everybody in the church loved them. But they didn't come to church because they let the enemies plant a seed right here. Make me feel unworthy. That is an assault from the devil. Don't go to church. When the devil said don't go to church, where you got to go? Yeah. Pronto style. Get moving. I'm going. Woo. The devil said you can't go to church. You don't feel good. You're not healthy. You got pain in your body. When the devil says that, what you supposed to do? Uh, go. Yeah. Devil said, "Don't go to church. Don't go up for prayer. They done prayed for you 15 times, and you ain't got healed." Man, the 16th time might be the one. That's right. Get up and go. Amen. Amen. Devil say, "Don't go." Man, I'm going. Mm -hmm. When I hear the devil say, "Don't go," man, I've had the devil hit me. I was going to a revival one time in Savannah, and I had told this family. I said, "I'm going with you." I went to Savannah, I don't know how long that is, about two and a half, three hours or so. And man, I had a stomach fire, so I mean, the, the, the enemy hit me. And man, I tell you, I felt weak, I felt nauseated, but I gave my word and I knew the devil was attacking. Mm -hmm. And I said, I got to go anyhow. I got to go to this revival. I see what the devil's trying to do here. So whenever they came to pick me up, I got. I had myself ready. I got in the truck. I rode all, all, all the way to Savannah, man, in a lot of pain and, and just weakness and nauseated. I didn't feel like going, but when the devil tried to stop you, you got to go anyhow. That's right. I got to the revival. I listened to the preacher preach. After he after he got done, he asked for people that wanted to be healed. I got myself up. I said, Hallelujah! I'm going to get prayer. I got up there and got prayer and praised God. As soon as I got prayer, I was healed and touched, but the devil didn't want me to get there. That's right. Y'all know the devil can't stop you from doing nothing. That's right. And he can't make you do nothing. That's right. He has to get you to buy into his ideas and his lies, and to when you buy into it, you are the one that manifests. He can't make you smoke dope. There ain't no did an addict out there that can say, the devil made me do it. Uh-huh. Amen. You know, that's the easiest thing to do. The devil made me do it. Oh, Flip Wilson verse. The devil made me do it. It ain't the devil. The only thing the devil could do was plant a seed in your, in your mind. That's right. And get your flesh, hallelujah, to operate in it. And then once you reach out and you smoke it or you drink it or whatever, then those that, that thing, your flesh gets addicted to that chemical substance. Yeah. And then, hallelujah, it's your flesh and your mind you've got a problem with. But the devil can't make you do nothing. That's right. He ain't that, he ain't that powerful. You know why? Jesus stripped him of all that power 
when Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead. Hallelujah. He ain't got that much power. The only power he got is the power of suggestion. He wants you to buy into a lie, and then once you buy into it, you manifest it for him. Then you fall into sin, mm -hmm. just like Adam and Eve. Amen. 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 Praise God. Y'all stand with me today. Glory to God. The devil's a liar. Some of y'all need to remember that. Amen. Hallelujah. If you're looking at me today by YouTube or sermon audio and other uh, media outlets, I just want to encourage you, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, hallelujah, get, give your life to the Lord. He'll give you a life worth living. Believe in Him that He died on the cross, that He rose from the dead on the third day. Believe this in your heart. Confess it with your mouth. You shall be saved, born again. He'll give you the best life you're ever looking for. If there's any addicts out there that ain't been able to get free, you done tried every, every anonymous out there, you done done everything in your flesh, you still can't break it. There's only one answer, and that answer is Jesus Christ. He's able to break every shackle and every chain the devil's put on you if you'll just turn to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Believe on Him. Be saved. Hallelujah. And renew your mind. God bless you today. Thank you for tuning in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now.